0: Hey, what's up, and thanks for listening to the Give Me Understanding podcast. I'm the host, Aaron Dodson, and Psalm 119, verse 34, best describes this podcast. The psalmist wrote in the long ago, Give me understanding, and I shall keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe it with my whole heart. This is the podcast where I discuss the sacred text, and I do my best to help myself and others understand it so that we can keep God's law. And that we can observe it with our whole heart. This is the final installment of the seven sayings, the seven final sayings of Jesus from the cross. And this particular episode I will title, Finality, Words of Finality, Part 2. Words of Finality, Part 1, I discussed where Jesus said on the cross, it is is finished. And if you're interested in that, if you would go back and listen to that, it's there on my Podbean channel. It is my studied judgment that Jesus made the statement, it is finished, prior to the one that I'm going to cover today. I believe, personally, that the last one that he said was, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. But let me read a couple verses surrounding it. Luke chapter 23, verse 45 and 46. Luke 23, 45 and 46. Words of finality, part two. The very last words Jesus said from the cross. Luke records, Then the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was torn in two. Now, the curtains tearing probably implies the departure of God's presence from the temple prefiguring its destruction and perhaps also the new access that's made possible to the most holy place through Jesus Christ and incidentally it's torn in two from top to bottom not from bottom to the top man would tear it from the bottom up because he could reach the bottom God tore it from the top down be that as it may, the sun was darkened and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. And this statement, this last statement of our Lord, is only found in Luke's account. It appears that these were the very last words of Jesus, and he said them with a loud voice, which indicates he still had strength. The Cultural Background Study Bible notes this. Jesus is echoing Psalm 31.5. A Jewish tradition says that this prayer was recited during the evening offering. Roughly the time that Jesus died. Jesus, however, had special reason to use the prayer at that time. Notice the words. Let's break it down. Break this statement down. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Father, Father, Jesus was confident. Though it appeared to the world that he had been denied, that he had been rejected, And that God was not delivering him. He was confident. He said, Father. Then he said the words, into your hands. Those are words of commitment. Jesus was committed. Father, I'm confident, into your hands. Not my hands, not the hands of another. I'm committed to you, Father. Now watch what he says. Into your hands, I commit my spirit. I commit my spirit. Jesus willingly obeyed God. Consider with me John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verse 17 and 18. John ten, seventeen and eighteen. <clears throat> Jesus in his discourse about being the good shepherd, he said, Therefore my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. Think about that. No one took Jesus' life from him. He laid it down voluntarily. Now, that doesn't mean that Jesus committed suicide because he couldn't be killed. In becoming a human being, he subjected himself to death to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Remember those words by Paul from prison to the church at Philippi? Listen to them as I read them. Philippians 2 verse 5. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of man, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. No one took his life from him, but in becoming a human being he subjected himself to being killed to being murdered, to being put to death. And he did. No one took his life from him. He laid it down voluntarily. Jesus, in saying these words, I commit my spirit, he fully acknowledged the soul dwelling within his physical body. We are dual beings. We are the physical person and we are the spiritual person. The souls of men and women apparently reside in the body because when the spirit leaves the body, the body's dead. That's what death is. Jesus is acknowledging the fact that the soul dwells within the body. He knew he was about to experience separation from that body And he was about to experience it with full confidence. Think about that. Full confidence. Remember I said, Father, that's confidence. Into your hands, that's commitment. I commit my spirit, that's willingly obeying God. He knew he was about to experience the separation from that body with full confidence that his soul was going to paradise. Remember Luke 23, 43? Today, he said to the penitent thief, you will be with me in paradise. And again, the passage I mentioned a moment ago, James 2, verse 26. James wrote, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. The body without the spirit is dead. But notice these words Jesus said on a different occasion, Matthew chapter 10. Verse 28, he said it in the context of sending out the 12 on this limited commission, we call it. Listen to Matthew 10, um, 28. Jesus sent them out, he said, And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Think about that. Jesus acknowledged the spirit within the body. All right, check this out. Luke then records, After he said this, I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. That statement says to us, because we know the whole picture and the whole thing, he died victoriously. He died victoriously. He did what the Father sent Him to do. And we acknowledge that in our study, Words of Finality, Part 1, John nineteen thirty, when He said, It is finished. Now He's saying, Father, into Your hands I commit My spirit. And with each of these statements, I have addressed this idea. How can we honor this statement of the Lord from the cross? Well, one of the ways that we can honor this statement, that we can live by this statement, is by modeling His attitude in His dying statement. We can be confident in life and in death. We can be committed because we serve a loving Father. May we willingly, as he did, obey God, knowing that living and dying in the Lord is to live and die with dignity and victory. Consider those ideas with me. Let me say them one more time. Don't miss this. Aaron, I want to get this. We can be confident in life and death because our Lord was. We're in him. We can be committed because we serve a loving Father. We, too, can say, Father, Abba, Father, as Galatians 4, 6 says. We, too, can commit ourselves to Him. We can commit ourselves to Him by willingly obeying Him, commit our spirit to Him. And, therefore, by that, we can be confident In life and death. One of the saddest things in all the world is when people buy the lies of Satan, when they choose to follow their own heart, their own will, over the will of Christ, and they think they're confident. They do not have the truth. They're not living by the truth. They're not in Christ. They don't die in Christ. They die without Christ. They die outside of Christ. But they think, emotionally, they think they are right with God. They have a false hope. They think they're living and dying with confidence. But it's not based on the Word of God. Instead, it's based on their own heart their own desires, and their own feelings. And we don't need to be those kinds of people. Again, may we willingly obey God, knowing that living and dying in the Lord is to live and to die with dignity and victory. Consider with me some passages that speak along these lines. Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. Paul is writing to the church at Philippi while he's in prison in Rome and they're concerned about him and he's wanting them to know that the things that have happened to him have actually turned out for the spreading or the furtherance of the gospel so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard in Rome and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Now watch this. In verse 19, he writes, For I know that this matter, this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. But with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified, In my body, whether by life or by death. Paul's there. It was Paul's great desire to live and to die not only with confidence, with commitment, not only willingly obeying him, but knowing that to live and die for the Lord is to live and die with dignity and victory. I'm going to magnify the Lord in my body, whether by my life or by death. For to me... To live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I can't tell. For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith that your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. Whether he lived or died, he was going to serve the Lord confidently. He was going to be committed to that service. He was going to obey God. He would live and he would die in the Lord and thereby live and die with dignity and victory. For me to live is Christ. To die is gain. Think about that. Many people would would have to modify that statement for it to be true of them. They couldn't say that statement, and we need to check ourselves. Is it true to say something along the lines? Is it true of ourselves to say something along the lines like, for to me to live is myself, and to die, I hope I go to heaven. Or for me to live is, is my spouse, and to die is to hopefully go to heaven or for to me to live is money for me to live is my career for me to live is to be popular for me to live is to have the approval and the praise of others for me to live is is sex for me to live is drugs for me to live is 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 to be tipsy to to have an altered mind by those drugs for me to live is is to relax for me to live is to to sit up and tear down my barns and build bigger, build bigger ones, you know, and just hang out and be retired. For me to live is what? He lived a life worth living because he lived with dignity, magnifying Christ in his body, in his life, but he said also in my death. Now consider this. When we die in the Lord... We die as people who have dignity and victory and we leave behind a legacy for others to see and to know. We can know going in and they can know those that are left behind. Revelation fourteen thirteen, speaking to Christians who were being and would be persecuted. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, John wrote, "Write, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. That's to live and to die with dignity and victory. Those who die in the Lord, they rest from their labors and their works follow them. Those that die in the Lord are blessed. They are blessed because, again, to serve God, to obey God, is to live and die with dignity and victory. There's no other way to live and to die and be pleasing to God. We can honor the statement of Jesus, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit by modeling that attitude. We can have confidence. We can be committed to God. We can obey God. And we can know that we are living and we will die one day with dignity and victory. We may not have very much money materially. We may not have a newer house. We may not have everything that would have been comfortable physically. We may not have a new vehicle or a newer vehicle. We may not have money for retirement set aside. We may not have... A lot of friends on earth, besides those few who are loyal to Christ, we may not be well received by the Word as a matter of by the world. as a matter of fact, we won't be instead, Jesus said that we would be hated. He says, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, but again, we can be confident because we know. From God's Word and from our lives, we are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And we can know that our Lord is a Lord and God of truth. He is a God who keeps His Word and He will bless us. And I just love that idea. I just keep saying it over and over because I love it. Live and die with dignity and victory. All because of the great Son of God, Jesus the Christ. I believe that these were the final words of Jesus. And these words can be on our hearts and minds and even our tongues when we pass from this life. If we are in Christ and we remain loyal and faithful to Him and to His cause, maybe you have listened to this and you are not a member of the Church of Christ. I would like to invite you to a personal Bible study with me. I would like to try to answer questions that you may have, but I would also like to teach you what the word of God says regarding faith, repentance, confession of faith in Christ, baptism into Christ, being added to the church Acts 2:47, and what it means to live And to die for Christ. The answers are here in his written word. It is available. We can understand it. The church was charged in the first century. And continues to be charged. With this great command. Understand what the will of the Lord is. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Ephesians 5 verse 17 And verse 10, it's our responsibility to draw the proper conclusions from God's written Word and apply those truths to our lives to have faith in them because we have faith in Him and we obey Him. We obey the message because we believe in the man, the one. I'm talking about the God-man who came and lived and died, was buried and resurrected for our sins for our justification. If you are listening to this and you have questions about your salvation or about the subject of salvation, not to argue, but because you want to know or you sincerely have a question about something that I have said or what I believe, I would be happy to discuss that with you. You can find me on social media. I'm out there. Reach out to me. If this episode has benefited you, I want to ask you, be the algorithm, share this online with others so others can see it and hear it and study it. Maybe you've enjoyed this entire series. All of these episodes regarding the final seven sayings of Jesus are right here on my Podbean channel. Go, again, if you're listening to this, you shouldn't need this, but tell others. They can go to podbean.com and search Aaron J. Dodson, and I come up. I'm one of the first things that comes up, Aaron J. Dodson Podcast. I call it the Give Me Understanding Podcast, but I've never changed the name or the title on the Podbean channel. So at this point, I'm going re- to leave it as it is because it will be easier for people to find my name than it will be the title of a podcast. At least that's what I'm thinking at this point. If, again, if this benefited you, please share it. Please communicate with me. Click like, share it, uh, make a comment. You can do that on Podbean and other places that you may find this. I know uh, that I'm also on Spotify and I think Google something. I don't know how it does that, but I'm on there apparently because um, the, the website tells me so. So wherever you find me, please interact with me, share it. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Give Me Understanding podcast, and I will catch you next time.